Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So you already know, if you've come here before and you've come to a second Sunday, you know how we do, like, it's, it's a learning session, but it's often like we're walking around, we're standing up, so you lot sitting down is going to be a no-no. So everything that's happening, all of our conversation is going to be happening, this is the jurisdiction, from here to here to here. So if you're way at the back, I appreciate if you come a little bit closer. Um, so there's a few things, if, especially, if you're new, especially if you're new to City Hill. Like Andy said, in the first week, we kind of, touch on the subject and then this week is like when we expand it a little bit more um so we've been speaking about light and um actually the scripture that we're going to be talking about today is based off of uh it's actually the reason why city hill is called city hill right um and we're going to focus on light and what it means to be a light uh and yeah i I hope that like everything that is said we could just take on i'm going to be mentioning a lot of scriptures right So there's two things that I'm going to need. If you have a Bible on your phone, whenever I mention a scripture, I might mention two at a time, right? So say, if I mention one, try to find the first one or the second one. And if you can, just read it out um, so everyone can hear it. And also as well, uh, because we're going to be moving at such a a pace, like just make, like take a record of whatever scripture we share and then save it for later because we're not going to delve into anything in particular but it would be good for your reading yeah um can someone come with me i feel like alone can someone like stand with me or someone please someone (laughs) thank you thank you jade thank you jade all right cool um yeah i feel a little bit better do you know what i mean i need one more person one more person stand next to me please because the actual thing is happening here Cool, thanks. You look, you look my two bedrooms, you know. Yeah, that's my two bedrooms. All right, cool, whatever. Um, all right, cool. So the first thing that we're going to do is that we're going to um, look at two scriptures. The first one is Genesis 1 from 1 to 5. And the second one, if you can find the second one, is Matthew 5 from 14 to 16. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Okay, God cool. called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Alright, dope. And then who's got Matthew 5? And while the light of the world, a city set on a hill, cannot be hidden nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house 16 as well yeah yeah um in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven so there's two scriptures i showed the first scripture is basically talking about genesis where where it talks about the creation story god is making the universe but it says that before he makes the universe, says that everything is completely disordered and fractured and all over the place. And the first thing that God decides to invent is light, right? So he says, let there be light and there was light. And that light creates a certain order, right? Um, then the second scripture I showed is Jesus speaking about uh, us, right? Like people who believe in him, his church. And he says that you are the light of the world, 
right? So he, the first scripture is talking about the, the order that light brings. And then he then says like, you are that, you are that order. And the reason why I like the second scripture when Jesus says you are the light of the world is, um, if you lot don't know, the, the, the uh, New Testament is written in Greek mostly. And uh, when it says you are the light of the world, from my understanding, um, the, the word is uh, phos, so P-H, I don't know how to pronounce it, but P-H-O-S, right? And um, it's light, but it also can be associated with like sunlight. So the light of the sun, right? So it isn't just like light, like how we switch light on, but it's like actual sunlight. Um, so the reason why I needed people in the middle here is because we're basically, I wanted this to be like a visual metaphor of being like a sun in the middle of a, of a universe, right? Um, and we're going to be shining our lights in different, different places and having conversations about that. Um, so basically what we're going to be doing is that we're going to be going around these different places that need a light shining on. So you have uh, a place of lost ones, our lost ones, our sick ones, and our loved ones. Yeah, Lost ones, sick ones, love, loved ones. And we'll explain that a little bit more. Um, but the, before we go on, I just want to make it a little bit clear. When we're talking about shining our light... Um, I'm not talking about it in a way that Instagram says it. So, like, you know, people's like, oh, sending you love and light and positive. It's not a positive vibe thing I'm talking about. Like, it's not being, like, a nice person. It's more about doing, doing good, right? Um, and actually, that, that's even a little bit of a technical one because Satan is known as the angel of light and people who are, like, false prophets also are known as people of light, right? So it's not just about doing good. When you go into it a little bit deeper, it's actually about being, being good, right? Um, so... We're going to, first of all, shine our light over here on the lost ones. It will be helpful if you come closer, but whatever. Um, so we're going to shine our light on the lost ones. Um, the, the, before we do, yeah, I want to speak a lot about, a little bit about shadows. Um, it's very easy to like think about being afraid of the dark as something that only kids do, right? But being afraid of the dark or being cautious of the dark is something that we're all aware of. So like, even, even when like we're walking on the street, there's just certain places or certain alleyways you just don't really go through when it's nighttime, right? Because we're aware that people move very different when it's dark. Even if you're with your friend and it's nighttime, you might say, yo, call me when you get home, right? Um, you don't say that when it's daytime, you say that when it's nighttime. So there's, there's certain things that happen within the dark. And there's some people who love to live in the dark, right? Because there's certain things you can't see. We're gonna talk about them afterwards. But there's some people who live in the dark who don't want to be there. Um, and what God is saying is that being a light of the world is important for us to shine our light so those who are there are able to like find some sort of direction. So here I have an ultraviolet light. Ooh. Alright, cool. What I want you to do, hold that light. What I want you to do is I want you to shine a light in the shadow. What can you see? Do it on the first page. What do you see? You see like arrows? Alright, cool. What I want you to do is I want you to shine it on that next piece of paper as well. So take it, take it apart, separate all the pieces of paper. Then what do you see now? Look, do you see arrows as well? All right, cool. So what I want you to do is that I want you to order it so it makes one complete shape. Get all the arrows together so it makes one complete shape. 
And if you want to help, you can help. So just for anyone who can't see what they're currently doing is that you've got a UV light, but you, it's only when you put the UV light on top of the black piece of paper, you start to see that there's a pattern and they're beginning to put this, these patterns together to make one complete shape. Are you like overlap? No, it's not overlap. <laughs> you got it, yeah? All right, cool, round of applause. All right, so what did you see? What's the shape that you saw? Yeah, a heart. So if you go around, if you could, if you could, if you could have a look here, yeah? as you can see, you've got these arrows, and as you go around, you can see the shape of a heart. And it's basically this is almost like a metaphor what happened in the beginning of creation. So it said that like there was darkness and everything is super chaotic, out of line. There's nothing. There's no order to it. And then when God said let there be light, it brought an order to it, right? Um, and that's exactly what we've done here. But that's also what. Uh, God expects God expects when we shine our light, right? He expects um, that when we do become a light, it, in whatever environment we're at, whoever we're with, it, it creates some sort of order around us, yeah? So those are the lost ones. All right, cool. Um, so then you have the sick one. So the, the, things with, um, the thing with sunlight is that sunlight is also known for climate. There's actually no glory. I wanted to make a proper theatrical way of doing this, but whatever. So I would like hold down that button towards that. Just hold it down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's not, it's not theatrical. Enough is happening. Base, yeah, yeah, I was trying to make it proper. Anyway, in this table here, it says sick ones and shine the light. Shine the light just for theatrics. So like when you, um, so when you shine a light on it, yeah, you then begin to create a climate. Right. And with that climate, you're then able to create um, or certain fruits are able to grow that weren't able to grow before. Um, so the same way how the sun does it, that's also something that Jesus is, is suggesting within his metaphor when he says you are the you are the sun or you're the light of the world. Right. Um, when you do shine your light, certain things are able to grow that you that you that weren't able to grow before. Um, does anybody want any fruits? Alright, right, cool. Should we take a banana? Alright, cool. Thank you. Anybody else want some fruits? Yeah, can I get the one in your hand? Grab <laughs> yeah, I'll grab one. Yeah? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> the thing is, I can't throw it as well. So if I throw that tangerine, it's hitting your face. Um, Alright, cool. So, you shine your light, it brings order. You shine your light, it creates a climate where things can grow where it didn't necessarily grow before. People are able to do things, think things, be things that they weren't necessarily going to be unless you was able to like open that space up, shine your light, yeah? Jesus says something very powerful, which is like, you are the light of the whole world. But he says something interesting after that, which is um, no one takes a light and hides it. So like no one lights a candle and then puts it under something so no one can see it. He's like, please let your light shine. By him saying, you are the light of the world, don't hide your light. The question I want to ask to you is, why would you, why would you want to? Why would someone want to hide their light? Fear. Out of fear? Yeah, Go, get specific though. Fear of what? Fear of people judging them is, is definitely a thing. <laughs> Think from your heart, like, why, like, why, why would you feel a, a way to, like, shine your light with, with people around you? Or is that not a problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the attention on yeah the attention being on you is a serious one um and it made me think it made me think about like jesus says it for a reason jesus says don't hide it for a reason because he knows our nature is to like have have a light and be able to hide it right so have you got the light on you i want to like show you one of the reasons why why i've got two big reasons but i'm gonna show you one of the reasons why I personally don't like shining my light, yeah. But it's over on this table here, on the loved ones. So here, we, we shine a light on the loved ones, the sick ones, and then here you've got the loved ones, yeah. And the interesting thing about, on this table here, you have all these, like, these little uh, Lego, uh, Lego characters, right? Duplo characters, more specifically. But um, they... The thing about your loved ones is that these are oftentimes the people that you first think to share, share your light with, right? So it's either your family, your friends, the people who you, like, you dearly, dearly love. Um, something very interesting happens, though, when you shine your light on them, yeah? Right here, they look pretty regular. There's nothing really like, uh, special about them. But when you shine your light, don't watch them. Watch behind them, yeah? And tell me what you see. When you shine your light... This happens. Yeah? Take it away. It looks calm. Show the light. This happens. What's happening? And what about the shadows? It gets darker. It gets bigger. Yeah? And that, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but Jesus definitely can relate to this, yeah? When Jesus was all 29 years old, because he started his ministry at 30, when he's 29 years old, no one bothered him, you know? No one bothered him. Everyone left him alone, like, cool Jesus. It's all blessed, yeah? The moment he became Jesus, yeah, demons just started manifesting from all over the place, right? Things just started going haywire. People who, the Pharisees, who were known as the religious people of their time, the most respectable people of their time, now started to be from proper righteous to almost murderous. Like, it's like, I want to make sure that this Jesus guy doesn't live to see another day. It's not that it wasn't there. It was always there. It's just that the light reveals it. Do you know what I mean? So the, the reason why I personally don't like shining my light too often <laughs> is that sometimes the shining of the light, the closer that you get, the bigger the shadow and the darker the shadow becomes. And it almost reveals a darkness that you don't, that you don't want to see and you don't want to be around, right? Especially with your loved ones, right? But even though you do begin to see all of this, that's your family and you love them anyhow. Yeah, cool. Um, so as we go back to the middle, there's another. Uh, I want us to revisit a scripture, yeah. But the scripture I want us to revisit is um, is basically what we saw in Matthew, but from a different perspective, and that is in Luke. <laughs> I can't find. Where's my map? Had a little thing. Never mind. Um, it is in Luke seven. Ah, I got my map. It's in Luke 7. No, it's not. Luke 11 from 33 to 36. And then someone else, if you can, find 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. Luke 11, 33 to 36. And then 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. So the thing with, so the second reason why I don't necessarily like shining my light is because it's, I don't, I I don't like the commitment of it. When when you're the son when you're the son of the world, right? Um, there's an expectation with the sun. When I woke up this morning, I knew by eight o'clock I need to see the sun. 
by nine o'clock I need to see the sun, right? There's an expectation of what the sun does or what it provides. You don't care if the sun doesn't want to come out today. It better come out today. Um, but the, and the, there's, a, there's a consistency that the sun needs to bring, regardless of how it feels, if the sun ever had feelings. Um, and I know as a person, I can't keep that up. I just can't keep that up, right? Um, and the question I have to ask myself is, how can you keep it up? How is that possible? So we've got some clues in, in this scripture here. Who's got Luke? Luke 11. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand, mm-hmm. so that those who enter may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. Mm. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. So, we're seeing a very similar uh, thing that Jesus said beforehand, which is like, if you've got a light, don't hide it, right? But then in this scripture, he then like takes it a step further and he tells you how you actually become a light. So he says that like, the lamp of your body is your eye, right? So the only way you can even embody light is dependent on whatever you're looking on. That's what he's basically saying. So this whole journey goes from, I need to be a light in my community. I need to be a light in my family. I need to be a light with the lost ones and the sick ones and the loved ones. It goes from that to understanding I need to be looking at the light more. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what Jesus is saying. It's like, you can't be a light in and of yourself. You have to be looking at the light a little bit more. Um, and then what ends up happening is that we end up looking at all of these tables with a different perspective. This isn't a demographic that we're trying to reach out to. We are these people. We are the lost ones. We are the sick ones. And we are God's loved ones. Do you know what I mean? So what ends up happening is that we see this whole thing with a new, um, a new perspective. So, shine a light in this corner and then that corner. What does it say? It says Psalms and then go to the first one. Alright, say it louder so, it's, so someone can find it. So Psalms... Yeah, so 109, what first 105, just so you know, um, Psalm 119 is like the longest chapter ever. But it's a very short verse that I want us to see. Has anyone found it? I have to say that louder still. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah, so here... here the songwriter is taking the metaphor of light and saying that your word is the thing that gives me light. So here when we saw that path, that heart shape, the only reason that we're able to find that path in the darkness is because God's word is the thing that allows us to, to walk in such a way. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So here we have, uh, here we have uh, the, the sick ones. Sorry, I just got a bit of little trinkets in my hand. <laughs> I need, need to allow it. Um, who's got the light? John fifteen five. The fruit says. <laughs> the fruit told her. <laughs> the fruit told her. 
So here Jesus is, he's bringing a new metaphor. So it isn't like he's saying that like, I am, I am the vine, you are the branches. Like the only reason why you're able to grow any of this stuff is because you're connected to me. It's got nothing to do with your ingenuity, your strategy, your intelligence, your pe people skills, your personality. It's got nothing to do with that. It's because you're exposed to the light, you're able to make this happen. Do you know what I mean? Because you're exposed to the light, you're able to find some sort of direction. And we was also lost ones. We was also people that like have no... Till this day, man, I'm still lost. Like, I, I still don't know where to go. I still don't know my path. Um, but every time I expose myself to the light, it brings some sort of direction. And then lastly, you got the light again. Yeah, All right, cool. No, no, yeah, yeah. Pass it, pass it, pass it. <laughs> All right, cool. Shine a light on the, the loved ones where they're standing. Say it again, say it louder. Okay, Romans 7 to 8. You definitely ain't going to be reading that now. But just save that. Romans 7 to 8 is a very important one. Because when you look at Romans 7 to 8, Paul, who is the writer of most of the New Testament, he talks about the fact of every time I want to do good. He literally says this. That's it. In Romans 7, he has this whole chapter to say every time I want to do good, evil is always present every time every time I'm, my focus is to do something for God evil just makes itself an opportunity to stand up right and then he just he starts like he gets a little bit uh, self-deprecating at the end where he's just like, like woe is me and who's going to free me from this and then in chapter 8 which is good to read as well he just says listen like to anyone who knows Christ to anyone who knows the light there's no condemnation there's no judgment there's no like even though there's a shadow that's being cast God loves you still. Do you know what I mean? So then what you then end up happening is that the mentality then changes from like being a superhero. They're like, I need to shine my light in community and I need to make a difference and all that kind of stuff. And then you realize that you're going from darkness to light with everyone. It's not a thing where like you are a light bearer and you're trying to bring people out. You're, you're also dealing with the same thing and then you're bringing people out. So with the lost ones, you're like, you have your, you could bring out the path to be like, let's find this path together. And over here with the sick ones, you could say, you know what, let's try to grow this fruit together. And here, with the loved ones, you could be like, let's try to grow our light together. And fair enough, I know that as we do that, I'm going to be exposed to your shadows and you're going to be exposed to mine. But the Bible says, like, confess your thoughts one to another. It talks about the fact of when you grow as a church, you're going to be exposed to everybody's madness. But I love you the same way. Because this is all heading towards a certain direction. And then that then brings the, the question, where does shining your light even lead to? right um i want to end that with with one last scripture and it's one it's an observation that is made in the, the back 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 of the bible that i think is a really interesting point yeah um so it's in revelation why do i keep losing my um poster um it's revelation 2 22 verse 5 if i get this right oh my gosh i'm so proud yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it even 22 verses? 22 chapters in the Bible? Um, hello, yeah, yeah, let me find it. 22 verse 5, yeah, 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 yeah. Run with person, me. Yeah, no? yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I get a prize. <laughs> yeah, I get a fruit. Alright, 22 verse 5. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, 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 pause, pause, pause. I want to give context for everyone, yeah? 
So I forgot. So Revelation is talking about the end, basically, what the end looks like. And then at the very last couple chapters of the Bible, John has this picture of heaven. And it's a very weird uh, description of heaven because he would say the, the streets are paved with, with gold-like clear glass. So it's gold, but it's clear. It's like how he describes things is weird. But he has a very interesting observation as to what happens inside of this place, right? So um, that's the description. So yeah, give it a read. Yeah, so in this place, he's like, there is no, there is no sun here, right? Um, there is no sun here. And going from God saying, let there be light, Jesus saying, essentially, you're the son of the earth. In this place in heaven, there is no sun. Because it says that God himself is the light that we are then spending our time in. And then you realize that all light that we know, this light here, the light of the sun, are actually just metaphors. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're actually just metaphors for the thing that we're actually trying to reach towards, which is God himself. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, when we're being our light, all we're really doing, we're not really saviors at all. Um, what we're doing is that we're just being mere metaphors of what, what God's light actually is. And then together, as we're trying to find that light, as we're trying to get God to shine his light on us, we lead people towards that bigger light. We're all trying to get there together. Yeah. So um, something to think about in the week ahead is, is yes, how can you shine your light? Yeah. But also as well, how can I expose myself to God's light? Because once you know that you're loved, it's easier to love. And once you know that you're forgiven, it's easier to forgive. Um, and once you know that you have been helped, it's easier to help. Right. Uh, so I want to just leave that with you. And then we're going to say a prayer and then... Um, we're going to close it off. And also as well, after if you want to ask me any questions and be like, Andre, that was mad confusing. You can ask me questions as well. Um, God, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for this message. Um, I pray that it was clear. I pray that it stays with us throughout the week. Um, and I pray that you just expose us to your light, expose us to your ways. Um, so when we're with our family at work, at school, wherever we're at, um, we could shine our light, not because there's anything in us that's good, but because we're trying to demonstrate what you've done to us, Lord. Thank you, um, and keep us and uh, keep us safe in the weekend. In Jesus' name, Amen. That's it. Thank you, lot, so much. We really hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you'd like to find out more about Cityville please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light, we are the light. We are the light, we are the light.